And we are back. Mike Sternovich, DangerInPlay.com, Gorilla Mindset. Thought I would catch you up on something cool. I wrote the, the review on the seminar, and I had been doing follow-through. So I don't want to do the whole accountability scam, which I think is kind of dorky. People go, hold me accountable, and then they post pictures of themselves on the internet half-naked because that's how they stay accountable for fitness. But really, it's just attention-seeking behavior. So I'm not going to run an online podcast accountability group, plus it will bore you to tears, but I thought it's interesting. I saw a couple cool things happen that could happen to you. So we'll call this one The Power of Human Connection. Now, if you listen to previous podcasts before mine, the old stuff, you know, charisma and connection. A lot of people say, what is charisma and how can you have it more? Charisma has been defined a lot of different ways. One definition I really like is charisma is power plus empathy, power plus empathy. I like charisma as connection. In a way, though, it is the same thing. Charismatic person you feel connected to. I suppose if you talk about um, power and empathy, that's why you have charisma because a charismatic person is going to be a naturally strong person. So if you think that person has power, but he actually or she actually cares about you, you feel that human connection then that's how you become charismatic. So I did you know, I did a podcast, Charisma and Connection. It was one of the best ones people ever heard, they said. But I fell out of my own practice. You know, that, that's the thing. That's the thing that I, that I always teach out of my own book, and I try to live my own book, try to live the books that I write. You really, you really have to make it a practice because you, you aren't what you think. You aren't your ideas. You are what you do. And, of course, that idea goes back to Aristotle, everybody from Aristotle to – Vince Lombardi, you know, winning isn't a sometimes thing, it's an every time thing, right? It's an everyday thing. You're trying to win at practice. You're trying to win in, in everything, everything that you do in your life. It is a mindset. It's a consistent habit. As I become less connected to people and yes, or Monday, I said, all right, I'm committed to becoming more connected to people. I was talking to a friend of mine, he's actually becoming a very good friend of mine. We have this Monday morning mastermind group, and he and I, we kind of plot and scheme, and we've done, we've done some cool things. A lot of it I'm not, I'm not uh, privy to talk about or not allowed to talk to talk about because it's got to be off the record, but some stuff I can talk about. So we, I, was, I was on the call with him, and I could tell that he was kind of on his computer and I was on mine, and I don't take that personally because when I talk to people, I... I multitask, as they call it. I'm on my phone, they're on their phone, but we're also on the computer. And I thought to myself, you know what, Mike, right now, you're going to become more present, you're going to become more connected. Put your iPhone down, don't watch Twitter while you're talking to him, don't um, do anything on your laptop. And moreover, this guy, he reads my Twitter feed, so I thought, this guy, if he goes onto your Twitter, he's not going to see, during this call, not even one retweet, not one thing you posted. He's not even going to think you're on the internet. And when I made that commitment, I noticed halfway through the call that he, I couldn't hear the typing on his his uh, computer either. So I th- I think that unconsciously he just registered like he was you know he was probably reading my Twitter and realizing oh wow you know Mike hasn't tweeted in the half an hour we've been on this call. We started going a lot deeper. We started going a lot deeper and. I was committed more to because this person, he's one reason we get along is I'm naturally a giver. He's naturally a giver. But what happens when you have two givers meet is a lot of times one person becomes more of a giver than the other. 
And I thought, well, in this relationship, he's actually more of a giver than me. He's always helping me plan my life. He's helped me come up with a lot of insights about myself that I didn't know. He's helped me plot a lot of new business ideas. He's provided incredible behind-the-scenes operation support. Ben, you know, I talked to this guy. Is Two hours with him was the best conversation I had all year in terms of just being productive and figuring out how to take my businesses to the next level. And I thought, well, dude, you know, he's a giver. You need to make sure that he, you know, is getting and that he's receiving too. So I, I made – I go, okay. I'm going to not let him talk about me and ask me questions. I'm just going to keep talking to him. And I could tell he wasn't really used to that. So I got real pushy, not in a friendly way, not pushy in a negative way. But every time he would try to talk to me or try to abstract his way out of the answer, I held him accountable. Here's what I mean about how people abstract their way out of an answer. Uh, like a couple months ago, I was with a good friend of mine and we were traveling together and I noticed he always talks about money. He goes, oh yeah, I, I like this place. You, it's amazing what you can get Thailand for the price. And it was like a pattern of behavior that he had. So one day I go, hey dude, can I like ask you like a, a frank question? He's like, sure, ask me anything. I said, is money a big concern for you? And he paused and goes, well, you know, everybody I think is concerned with money. That's abstracting your way out of the question. Everybody's concerned about money. Well, I didn't ask, you know, so I told him, I go, well, I'm not asking you if everybody's concerned about money. Is it you? Because th this friend of mine, he had money. He wasn't, he's not like a rich guy or a baller, but he wasn't poor either. He had enough money that he didn't really need to nickel and dime every kind of thing. So I tried to go a little bit deeper with it and I could tell he didn't want to. It's like game of pass. Well, when I was talking to this friend of mine, he was abstracting his way out of the questions. I would say, well, what do you want? He goes, well, you know, people want this. And I go, well, I didn't ask you what people want. Well, he goes, well, yeah, but I like to conceptualize the world. And I go, come on, dude. Um, I know bullshitter, you know, when I see it, let's just go deep. And I go, well, what do you want? So we kept talking. We kept talking. I kept making it about him. Which, I, again, I could tell that I don't think he was used to because he's a naturally giving person. And then finally we had some really big, big insights that were not only good for him uh, emotionally and good for me emotionally, but money-wise, like we're going to make a bunch of money together. So we created, we created a brand new business, a, a seven-figure business. Realistically, it's a seven-figure business. And we created it just through the power of connection, the power of – you know, he, him being connected to me, but the power of me being connected to him and really connecting to what he wants and what he's thinking about. And then I learned that he had talents and skills that I'd never known about and that most people didn't know about. So just like that, out of, out of nowhere, we created, we created a business. Now, of course we have to execute and ideas mean nothing. And, you know, I get all that. I don't need, I don't need a tutorial on that. I'm Mr. Um, disciplined about that. And so is he. In fact, one practice that we have in our mastermind call that we have, one is we respect time boundaries. But two is when the conversation is over, we both go, what is one thing you're going to do once this call is over to bring your vision closer to reality? And we always hold each other accountable that way, which is why it's such a productive mastermind kind of call mastermind group is it isn't, I feel this, I want to do that. That'd be nice. And people say, oh, thanks. Great for sharing. Namaste you know, let's go smoke some bongs. It's actually, is this your, what you're committed to? Yes. What is one thing you're going to do once this call is over? And I would make that same challenge to you. Treat these podcasts as like a mastermind group. It's essentially a call because 
even though you're listening to me talk, you're having a conversation in your own head where you're saying, well, I don't agree with that mic or I do agree with that mic or this isn't a passive thing where you're just listening to me blab on. You're actually engaging with it actively in your own mind. It is like a mastermind call. So my challenge to you would be every when this podcast is over, as your own vision becomes realized, what is one thing you will do when this podcast is over to bring your vision closer to reality? So we have incredible amount of discipline. This friend and I have very, very incredible amount of discipline. Like, all right, call's over. What are you going to do? Boom. Here's what I'm going to do. So we are taking the next steps to, to launching this business. And again, that just was created through the power of connection. Another cool thing that kind of happened, which I don't know if I mentioned yet, but I was at this, um, when I was at the seminar, they go, what's your vision for life? And my vision was, I go, I want Gorilla Mindset in every bookstore because Gorilla Mindset should be in every bookstore. It is a smash hit. We're going to do, but before the end of the month, we're going to do 50,000 copies of Gorilla Mindset sold, a paperback, Kindle, an audiobook, and sales are not slowing down. They're not slowing down. This is uh, going to be a perennial hot seller. It should be in every Barnes and Noble in the world. It should be in every Army Air Force exchange in the world. It should be in every airport books. It should be in every bookstore in the world. Why isn't it? Well, a lot of that is due to my own, again, do you call them rackets, issues, whatever. But I, you know, I, I excused a lot of, well, I'm a disorganized person and I need to do this. Barnes and Noble launched in July a new program for self-published authors, which is that if you if your book sells X number of copies, then Barnes and Noble will stock it in the store. Well, if I had listed Gorilla Mindset, the ebook version on the Nook when I launched it, but I said, ah, that's not worth doing it. I'm not going to sell that many copies. Who cares? It's just a little bit amount of money. I Gorilla Mindset would already be in bookstores. But at the time, um, Barnes and Noble didn't have that program. So I don't want to bore you with the details of the program, but the point is the pr- I didn't know about the program because it didn't exist. But if I had just do, done a little bit more follow through, then Gorilla Mindset would already be in bookstores. So then I said at the seminar, they go one year later, what's your vision? I go, I want Gorilla Mindset in every bookstore in the world, you know, or at least in every Barnes and Noble. Well, at 2 p.m., and this is going to sound woo-woo and new age, and you know what? I don't really care. I mean, by now, it should become clear that, <laughs> that I don't really judge me as much as you want. But I was sitting around. I was like, I, you know, I, I need to get hardcovers done at Gorilla Mindset. You know, this hasn't been done. It was supposed to be done. What's going on? I, I needed to edit the books. You know, just I need to make some changes. And a friend of mine who I had met at the Gorilla Mindset seminar in uh, New York said, hey, Mike, it's Rob. Do you, do you want me to do hardcovers for you for Gorilla Mindset? And I was like, whoa. The whole weekend, it had been weighing on me that you know I need to get Gorilla Mindset edited. I need to get it in hardcover form. I need to format it. And every time I signed on to Barnes & Noble, it was almost as if I had the psychological block where it just wasn't getting done. And I need to figure out why that block exists and I need to break through it. But talk about an amazing coincidence. If you believe in coincidences, which I don't. I believe you manifest your own reality, and that I manifested, I manifested that reality. So I got him boom right on it. So now we'll have Gorilla Mindset hardcovers that I can sign for you for um, for the holidays, right? For Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and you know whatever else you do. And as I list that directly in Barnes and Noble, that's going to get in their inventory system. So then I started thinking like even bigger. 
and that, that's another thing you got to realize about manifesting your reality. A lot of times you manifest your reality not because of necessarily um, you know, magic per se, but when you think bigger and you visualize your reality, possibilities that you hadn't explored, they just naturally come to you, right? Because you're more open to the world, more open to the possibilities. And then I thought, you know, a lot of people in the military love guerrilla mindset, you know, Army Rangers, Navy SEALs, Special Forces, regular Army guys, regular Navy guys, regular Marines, regular Air Force, regular Coast Guard. Moreover, General Mike Flynn even on his Twitter publicly – so I'm not, you know, I'm not disclosing anything that isn't public. General Mike Flynn said, you know, follow Cernovich Guerrilla Mindset is a great book. And then I thought, well, what if there were Guerrilla Mindset seminars for the military? You know, shouldn't every soldier – be reading guerrilla mindset to control their own thoughts and emotions and to a lot of soldiers get ripped off money-wise by car dealerships. There's financial stuff in there. And so now I'm thinking that I should be giving seminars to you know everybody in the army and navy and air force and marines and coast guard. You know, why not? Somebody tell me why I shouldn't be. Well I should be. Well, what a quinky dink. I just happen to have spent my entire past year working very hard to get a certain person elected, which, you know, think what you want politically, but why am I not talking to people saying, you know what, I should be giving guerrilla mindset seminars to, to soldiers. You know, we need soldiers reading guerrilla mindset. Why isn't this happening? So see how you, you, you know, even though I naturally think big, you see how you start to think bigger when you, when you get a clear vision of life and even if you have a clear vision for life, make that vision bigger, bolder, more audacious. And that's just you know a couple of days after I went to this little seminar. That's why I really believe in the value of attending uh, mindset training seminars because it forces you to just be alone with yourself, your thoughts, your – and stay off the smartphone. It forces you to be alone with who am I, what do I want – how can I connect with other people? Which is another thing about the seminar that I realized is, you know, I, I realized that I don't trust people, but a lot, a lot of times I don't trust people because I don't take the time to explain my vision to them. I just expect them to do it. And then I get frustrated, which reinforces that distrust. And I thought, okay, more human connection, more articulating your vision, more finding a shared vision with other people, fewer misunderstandings in my life. I mean, doesn't that sound amazing? I think it does, and that's what I've been working on. That's the power of these mindset seminars. That's the power of applying guerrilla mindset to your own life too. That's why a lot of people have told me like they've completely changed their life, and I go, because of guerrilla mindset. I go, well, you didn't change it because of guerrilla mindset. You changed it because you took action. All anyone can do is give you a few guidelines, a few exercises, and then you got to go spend some time alone and really meditate and focus and envision your future life and what you want. And what you're going to find more and more is that to get what you want out of life, connection with other people, win-wins, finding a shared vision. And again, you know, I'm, I don't think you're going to find me as a we are the world kind of person. You know, I know there are people who hate me. I know that there's evil in the world. So there, you know, I'm not going to go that far where, oh, yeah, every, the whole world is love. I mean, is it true? I've traveled across the world. Believe me. Go to, you know, go to South Africa and tell me that the world is all love, okay? That will get you hacked up with a machete. You, got, you, know, you can't be an idiot. 
but you can, by having connections, you can choose who you want to connect to and how you connect. You can focus more on what is that person's vision? What is my vision? Do we have a shared vision? And of course, if you don't have a shared vision, you know, no big deal. You know, no big deal. I've had projects with people fall through because I communicated my vision clearly and their vision was different. So I happened to go, you know, go my own way. No, no big deal, right? If people don't share that vision, that isn't a problem, but you should at least at least give it a try, right? At least try, connect with people more. A lot of people say, how can I connect with people more? Well, listen to the, the podcast, the Charisma and Connection podcast. Uh, Gorilla Mindset talks a lot about connection too. A uh, good thing to do is if you're in a conversation and the person keeps asking you questions, realize that you're very blessed because you're with a giver. You have a giver in your life and you need to make sure that that person is being valued and loved and understood and that you're giving to them too. It's hard to lose track of that because if, if, usually pe- most people – I don't know if it's most people, but there are enough takers in the world that they kind of ruin it for everybody. You know, somebody, somebody emails you or talks to you and you're like, oh, what is this person's agenda? There's a reason we think that because most people do approach us with an agenda. I get this in my email all the time. Hey, Mike, I got this great idea and the great idea is basically how I can do a bunch of stuff for them for free, right? Hey, Mike, I have this great idea. Promote my product to your audience. You know, oh gee, okay, yeah, thanks, man. Wow, you're doing me a great favor. Thank you for taking time out of my day and emailing that. You know, that's just the taker mindset. How much can I extract from this relationship? There's enough of that, but hey, when you are talking to somebody who's naturally a giving person, you need to be mindful of that. You need to be present. You need to check in and you need to realize, okay, I am with a giver. And this is a relationship that I need to value and I need to pay attention to because in life we tend to pay attention to the people who demand our attention the most. Isn't that ironic? That was another insight I had kind of a year or so ago. We give the most attention to the people who demand the most attention. And usually the people who demand the most attention are takers. They're not givers. They're not demanding your attention because they want to give you great gifts and improve your life. They're demanding attention because of their low self-esteem or they're greedy or whatever. But it's just a human thing. It's a human uh, failing, a human foible. We give all this attention to the people who demand it the most, but the people who demand it the most are the ones we should not pay attention to. We should pay attention to the people that we haven't heard from in a while because those are the people who are probably naturally giving people. Those are the people who have great things going on in their own life. Those are the people you want to connect to. Thus, don't misunderstand me. You're never going to hear the woo-woo hippie Mike Cernovich talk about just connect with everybody because that is a good way to get ripped off and to be conned. There are people that you don't want anything to do with. However, we want to avoid not connecting, right? That doesn't mean don't connect with anybody. People who are naturally giving people, people who are involved with your life, people who are trying to improve your life will flip the script. Focus on connecting with them more. Focus on how they can improve their lives. Become a giver in that relationship rather because maybe maybe you're a naturally giving person, but if you're matched with another giver, maybe you're becoming kind of a taker in that relationship, you see? What can you do when this podcast is over? Quick exercise. You know, Gorilla Mindset exercises. Gorilla Mindset's full of exercises. Maybe my podcast should have them too. Think about 
five people, you know, and this, there's a checklist in Guerrilla Mindset where you actually write people one through five, one being people who motivate you and energize you, five being people or activities who drain you. But think about, say, five people in your life that you haven't heard from in a while, and then maybe ask why you haven't heard from them. Maybe you haven't heard from them because you don't want to because they're bad people. In that case, I don't, don't, don't call them. But maybe you haven't heard from these people because they are giving people and they are so busy doing great things in their own life that they don't want to impose on you. And maybe they feel like calling you or contacting you would be imposing on you. It doesn't come naturally to a giving person to impose on you, right? That's how they see it. So reach out. You know, reach out today to one person you haven't heard from in a while who's a good person, maybe a giving type of person. Find a way to connect with them when they are talking to you and asking about your life and how they can help you and improve your life. Become conscious of that and realize this isn't about you. This isn't about them giving to you. This is about you giving to them. Try it. I think you'll be surprised. You might You might actually – create a million dollar business or more bigger business with that person. Or you might just have a better day. You might just have emotional enrichment or might just be better for everybody. Right. I'm not saying everything has to be about, can we start a business? Because then you have an agenda. I didn't have an agenda. I didn't want to start a business with this friend of mine. We were talking that was, there was no agenda. My agenda though, was just to go deep into what he really wanted. And then when I found out what he wanted, it just looked like, well, dude, you're, you know, you're talking to like one of the best marketers in the world. Well, let's make you know, let's make it happen. So that that's your that's your that's your assignment. It isn't an assignment because the people you haven't talked to for a while are probably the least dramatic people in your life, and they're probably the people you want to talk to. But due to our own human limitations and our cognitive biases, we give attention to the squeaky wheels. Right? Think of it this way: the squeaky wheel gets the grease until you take the wheel off. Change the wheel. Change the wheel. Reach out to somebody. Trust me. It works. Thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Cernovich, DangerPlay.com, Gorilla Mindset.